Welcome to the Mom Manual. Motherhood doesn't come with instructions, but it should. We are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual. Every week, I have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today. Join us for a conversation that will spark creativity, provide actionable tips, and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood. The Mom Manual starts now. Hi, everyone. I have a very exciting guest. Lavina Dudlani is on the podcast today. She is a mother to a toddler boy, and she works part-time in marketing, and she is an influencer on a really fun page, Play, Bake, Create. She has a passion for plant-based foods, travel, and the arts. Her son is hyperactive, so while creating sensory plays and crafts to calm him down, she is secretly learning, and they are expecting baby number two any day now. Lavina's mission is to empower parents, teachers, and caregivers to foster a lifelong desire for education through creative play ideas and to share innovative resources to make our lives as parents a little bit simpler. Lavina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Tara. We are so excited. I just told Lavina before we started, we've never had a guest on talking about all the toddler things. And I have a toddler, so I'm super excited to learn about this. Can you tell us how you got into this kind of specific realm of, you know, creating and making and being on Instagram with an awesome follower and education? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, Honestly, it started like a lot of people actually um, during when COVID hit uh, about two years ago. I always said around 18 months, I'm going to start doing more activities with him at home. Um, He wasn't in school yet. I've kept him at home with me since birth until only at three years old, I started putting him in school. So in my head, when I had him, I always said at two or three at the earliest. And then when COVID hit, I was like, forget two, it's going to be three. So there's no chance of that happening. So I just started coming up with ideas. I would look up things online. And then I also have a creative background because I used to teach dance to kids and adults for a while um, on on the side when I was um, working in marketing. And um, I've always just loved being around kids. So that kind of has that creative element in my system already. But I think just because it was me and my son alone, like I just had a blast doing it with them. And all my friends kept asking me, like, what are you doing with the kids? I don't know what to do. I don't know how to entertain them. We're stuck home all day. They're not in, they're not in daycare. They're not here. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to make a page because I can't sit and message you all day long because I need to be with him. So, (laughs) and then make life easier. And then I think it just evolved as we kept growing together with his plays. So everything you see is an um, evolution basically of, him from I would say around 17 or 18 months to now and he just turned four a month ago so everything um, is an evolution of us just growing together doing everything together and um, even if you see my page you'll see like we started off very basic and that's the beauty of sensory I discovered like you don't really need to do much you can take a bowl of flour and some tools and that's enough to start that's that's how we started like 16 or 18 months and I honestly wish I started sooner um so this this next child is definitely gonna be starting from like birth basically but well I okay and I want to unpack this a little so you started this during COVID right not before and I, I think that's really neat because with COVID a lot of times it's highlighted the negatives and um you know the sickness and but a lot of good came out of covid too and this is this is really neat to see that you were home and you're just looking for things around the house and kind of making it happen so the focus here is on sensory is that right 
yeah, like now I've evolved it more into STEM and crafts because of his age as well. And that's where his interest lies. So I try to kind of mix it all together for him somehow because I noticed the mixture works better for him. He, he, he talks to me, he talks about it more. He asks more questions. He's more engaged for a longer time as well. And he's learning as well, right? Science is everywhere. So it's like a great thing to add in to the sensory as well. So yeah. because as they, it's normal, right? As they get older, they're like the same thing at 18 months. It's not going to work at four, at four years old. It's going to be kind of boring for him. Yeah. So. And I'm so impressed that you, you're just pulling out all this stuff and you know what to do with it. I mean, I would, I would have thought you said I'm a, a teacher or, you know, something of that background. How did you learn what to do with him? Was it trial and error or yeah, a lot it- of trial and error? I looked at other accounts online, a lot of blogs, and then I would just kind of tailor it. Cause I'm like, well, he doesn't really like that. Or I don't really have that around. Like, you know, like I don't have access to this today. So I would just kind of just look at my pantry. I'm like, okay, this is good enough, like, or, okay, this, I can handle this mess, it's okay, like, it's fine today, like, so I would just, a lot of it was just playing around with what resources I had in that moment, because remember, during COVID, you also didn't have the ability to go, right, XYZ, like, all these fancy things, like, I had food coloring at home, I had flour, I had beans, okay, fine, like, I'll make do with it, (laughs) it was looking at some of your favorite accounts, and just picking out the things you wanted to do, and then sharing the activities that you're doing with your son, basically, yeah. and then people start following you and you're the account they're looking at. Yeah, exactly. And then Very I think cool. sometimes I make it a little, sometimes I make it simpler. Sometimes I make it like beautiful work of art. I think it's just that that time is usually more for me because I yeah. like the creativeness yeah. and it was like an outlet for me as well during that. So yeah. I think that made me extra happy. And sometimes it would be cool to just see that. Wow. Look on his face as yeah. well. So did you ever think that you would start uh, you know, a following and have a, an Instagram page. Was that an, an no. intent when you started? Never. Like I've always been like work, computer, work home, like all that. And I never thought this would be where I would be, but it just changed. And then, and then it's going well. So I'm like, okay. And I have an interest. It gives me extra time to bond with my son. So yeah. why wouldn't I do it? So. Yeah. I love that. And I think when you hear a lot of really successful influencers or creators, they don't start it with the intent of this is a business. It's something that I'm going to monetize. It's really for a passion. I've talked to some other fashion bloggers and they were like, I just loved getting dressed up. And my friends like you, my friends were asking me. And so I wanted to post it. So I I think that's so cool. I am not creative at all, but I did try. This is, this is funny. I don't think I've ever shared this on here. I did try to be a fashion influencer in 2015 because I read an article about someone making a million dollars and I was like, well, I want to make a million dollars. And so I thought, oh, it's so easy. I'll just show my clothes and I'll take pictures. And it was incredibly hard and I'm not creative and I wasn't passionate about the clothes. And so I really went into it more with like a business plan and it was going to be, you know, and it, it just, it didn't, I didn't pursue it because it just, I felt like I was swimming upstream. So I think this is really cool. It's not, you know, you came from marketing. It's not the place where you were, but now you're here. So you have some takeaways for us today. Do you Mm -hmm. want to jump into the first one? Yeah. So the first one I kind of touched upon, there's a lot of things at home you can just use. You don't need to go buying the fanciest anything really to make it interesting. Like I said, you could just use a bag of beans and food coloring and that's your sensory base. You don't, you don't need to go buy all these fancy things. You can, you can buy them. Sometimes you want to make the color more vibrant or do these things and buy these resources. And it's great because then there are so many um, amazing things online that I've seen over time that I've learned about too, for homeschooling and things like that. 
I'm not 100% homeschooling, but during COVID, I didn't realize I was homeschooling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I didn't didn't click in my head because I don't have a formal education training. But when all my friends saw what I was doing, they're like, dude, you're totally like, you're the teacher right now. Like, you're doing amazing. Because when I hear him speak, when I hear how he how he talks, that he knows his ABCs already, he knows this. Like, with my son, you can't just put a paper in front of him and expect him to do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it he, he wasn't the coloring type. He wasn't, like, um, for, and for a long time. So, like, when I did this, I noticed he had the interest. So, he, it would get him to pick up the pencil. It would get him to, to try something else. So you really, you really got creative with it. What is your opinion then on, I know there's a really big push now for, I can't think of any of the names off the top of my head, but those, the boxes that are sent, you know, the monthly STEM boxes or the creative boxes. I think they're cool because a lot of people are just too busy. Yeah. Like if you're a full-time working mom, full-time working dad, like you don't have time. Sometimes, sometimes that extra 10 minutes to make something isn't available to you. Right. So I think it's convenient. Like I even have some of the boxes. That's I had that since he was like born. One of the STEM ones. Oh really? And, and then over time, I've gotten a couple craft ones. Um, I mean, sometimes brands are sending it to you as well. Yes, but I, I subscribe to a couple as well, just because I really like like their approach. Yeah. Or, or I think it's just really neat, and I see he likes it. So sometimes it's good. Like some days I'm just too busy. Yeah. So I have a backup. Or and what I use it a lot more for is like when Grandma's handling him. Yes. It gives her something to do with him that's still educational and he's not watching TV. Yes. Yeah. So it'll and help the other, per- other person taking care of your child as well. Sometimes you need that break. So you have making, that. Yeah. Making it a little bit easier. I have four kids. So for me, I, I have looked at this before and it's just, it becomes almost cost prohibitive, right? When you're trying to buy a box and it's mm-hmm. $40, $50 a month times four kids. And you know, it, it know, of course, becomes yeah. a lot. But we, we have somebody who watches, um, I work full-time. So we have yeah. someone who full-time watches my kids. And especially in the summer, I'm looking to send them to camps and have play dates and, you know, do all these different things because I'm like you, I do not want them in front of the TV, especially my four-year-old. If he gets on my phone or we don't have any tech at my house at all, um, they have the Kindles, but it's, they don't really have games on him and stuff. But even if he gets on those, I just feel like it, rewires his brain and then he acts crazy for the rest of the day yes, like tv is not as bad as tablets or the phone but yeah. it's still like i tell them they can watch tv for 30 minutes or an hour before bed and that's like a wind down and i try to keep it we always watch what is it called planet our planet and it and my daughter is is almost nine now and she's like mom this is so boring we have watched every single one 40 times but it's, it's this British guy and he talks very slow and they're like, yeah, they're like, now the gazelle is chasing the zebra and, and it's just, it's very soothing and it winds them down and then they feel like they're watching TV, but I'm, I'm probably doing my kids a disservice because my daughters are turning nine and 10. All their friends have cell phones. They text each other. They have TikTok accounts. They wow. upload stuff and my girls I said, no way, like not till you're in sixth grade. I'm standing firm on that. So I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one to navigate. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's a whole nother. No, but it is, it is a tough one. I think I was just trying to minimize it. Cause like you read all these articles and you get confused what's right, what's wrong. So like, you just do your best to make yeah. it work. 
And this really is, if you're looking at it, it's an alternative to just shoving your kids in front of the TV. And it does require more effort. And for the parents that don't have the time, the box options are awesome. Can you tell us, do you have like one or two favorites that you feel like is a good value for the, the options that come through the mail? Yeah. So there's one that's a more Montessori nature approach, which I like. Um, It's more for up to age four, I would say. It's called the early nest. She has really beautiful, it's curated, and I feel like he, he engages with it a lot because there's a bit of telling him, okay, go into nature and get this and then collect this and then you can make a nest. Or the, And they give you everything prepackaged nicely. So it's like literally you don't have to think. And it's always like good quality. Everything comes on time, beautiful, yeah. like no issues with anything spoiling, nothing. There was another craft one I used to use, but she stopped for now. I think she's just taking a break. And from the big ones, um, for STEM specific, I do like KiwiCo still. Oh, yes. I've heard of that one. Yep. Yeah. So that's the one I started like before I even started this page. I was just like curious because I just like, like I like the science stuff. So I was just curious. But like, I think it's good when you hit like that two, two and up. Like I think for the smaller yeah. age, it might not be as much right. options for them. But like it, it lasts a, a long time. Like I, I actually got it for my niece at first before I got it for myself. Yeah, my brother's like a huge science nerd, so yeah, <laughs> so he loved it. So I used to, I subscribed to her for like years um, on it, and she would love it. She would call me every week, like "Thank you so much!" And look what I made. Look like she would get so excited. Yeah, I love that. That's a great, that is actually a really great gift idea. So, uh, you know, my thought here is you started when your son was about 18 months and now he's four, but I'm thinking there's a lot of prep that goes into this and how long will they actually sit and play with it? Obviously that time. So it'll vary. There are days where he'll be 30 minutes. There's days where it's like over an hour. And then I'm like, why did I do this right before dinner? I should have done it earlier (laughs) because he would have gone for two hours. Yeah. Usually the messier it is, the longer he lasts. I notice. Okay. But but I try to do that when it's not so hot. So I try to do it after 4 p.m. Like, yeah, the hot outside. That's only trade-offs. I have to like balance out my time. Right. It's a nice thing. Like, like water is like a sure, sure fire win half the time. Water. Okay. So anyone listening, this is going to give you 30 minutes to an hour, but okay. Another question. Do you have to be involved the whole time or can you kind some, of sit and forget some it? Some of them I can sit, like I'll have a coffee or I'll just sit on my computer um, yeah. catching up on work too. Or sometimes I get involved because I just find it really fun. So yeah. I think it's kind of a trade-off, but I think because he's, he's been an only child all this time, he wants that extra. But I feel like if yeah. he had the sibling with them, they would just be off playing together. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I noticed that happens to other moms who have two kids, like whether they're back to back or like a couple of years apart, they're still engaging in some way or the other. Yeah. Them. Like maybe one is just doing something a little bit more advanced. Yeah. Like his letters might be, or he might be doing words instead of just ABC, for example. Yes. Yeah. The but there, there is a lot of cool sibling um, bonding with that, I think. So I'm, I'm kind of excited when the baby's like a little bit bigger. Yeah. yeah. To do that together with him because I feel like he'll want to teach her. I love that. So this can really be either something if you, you have two kids do it together, but I love also that it can be a bonding opportunity. Cause I think as, as a parent, you know, a lot of people will be like, wow, you have four kids. And I'm like, four is too many. It's just, it's so hard because I feel like I'm constantly just refereeing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not having these like beautiful, quiet moments with my kids that I used to when I had one or two or even three, it's just, and it's not that they're fighting each other. They're almost just 
lots of needs. Like, mom, can you help me with this? I need that. I want to tell you about this. Like they're all vying for my attention at the same time. And so it's, it's trying to find activities where we can slow down. And, Mm -hmm. and I like to try to really do one-on-one things with my kids, which has now evolved into every time it's a special day with mom. Like, what are you going to buy me at Target? Right. And I'm like, well, no, we're supposed to like spend time together. So I love this. And I'm going to check out your Instagram after and try to find some ideas. And also it is the summertime. So my kids are constantly saying I'm bored. I'm like, how can you be bored? You have, my kids are very close. All four of them are within five years. So I'm like, they're back to back. So I'm like, you have a built-in play friend, three of them. Go go choose one of the three siblings and do something with them. That's why I had you all close. No, I, I really love this. Within this, do you have one that you say is maybe you said water lasts longer, but for anyone listening, that's like, no, 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 but I need like an hour plus guaranteed that I don't have to participate. I can get laundry done or jump on my computer. Is okay. there like a go-to? Usually water with like something fizzy. He mm-hmm. likes bubbles a lot. And I think most kids love bubbles at, around that age and younger. Yeah. So there's, you can get like potion kits. There's a couple of companies that do cool potion kits. You can do something simple, just baking soda and vinegar always works and just you add like a, a drop of color and it's like, oh, cool. It's pink. Like, yeah. like, so it works too. So whatever works for you, you can do either. You can go with it either way. Obviously yeah. like the boxes are nice and stuff because it just makes life easier, but not everyone has the ability to buy all these things. So yep. you have baking, you, there's a 99% chance you have baking soda and vinegar at home already. Yeah. So that'll definitely work. Shaving cream and water beads is always a, a win with my son as well. And that it's messy. So do it outside, but it lasts (laughs) I think it's just a mix of textures for him I notice when I mix more than one texture there's more there's more sensation there's more feeling there's more interest and curiosity as well so it it lasts as well I actually just think my my girls did this one um, church activity and they did mini marshmallows they're a little bit older with Mm -hmm. toothpicks and they had to build something. And I think they were working on it for two hours. I mean, it, they were building these, all these crazy things. And then of course they got to eat it at the end. So that was yeah. exciting. Yeah. They call them snack, snack activities. Yes. Snack, anything for my kids. Yeah. Yeah. The older kids, any kind of anything they can eat. I'm like, okay. That, you could just put orange slices and lemon and water. And that's a century bin. Yeah. And then you could eat it. Just don't add, don't add extra stuff to it. Maybe if you want them yeah. to eat it, but like, yeah. You yeah, do simple I, things like that. Like my son, whenever I did that, he, he would just go straight to eat and sit. And like, yeah. I think that lasted even longer because by the time he could eat the fruit. like. Well, that was when my son was, when did they start the pincer grasp, grasp about nine months? I would just put out a ton of Cheerios. So they had to one by one pick them up and it took 30 minutes to eat. Yeah. Like now um, they're like, they can chug it, but like when they're old. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Do you want to bring us into your next takeaway? Yeah, so I think the another benefit for sensory play is I notice um, there's a lot of language development because of all these um, feelings, textures, lights. There's a lot of simulation, I would yeah. say. And because of that, I think it helps a lot of kids that might be a little slow to speak or things like that. Like I see all, whatever I've looked up from occupational therapists and, and for kids, speech language, like a lot of them encourage sensory play a lot for the yeah. for kids that are having issues with that. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a great thing. Like, and like I said, it, it doesn't have to be fancy to get them um, to touch anything, to see anything. Right. Um, and then the fine motor is like amazing. You'll see the difference in their grip, how they pour things. Like my son's 
ability to pour a glass of water is way more advanced than another kid his age that hasn't done any of these things. Yeah. The fact that he doesn't drop or anything, like it's amazing to see. And I'm like, oh, wow, like <laughs> this is cool to see over time. Like, because it, it, it definitely didn't start that way. But, yeah. And I think it just calms him down. Like, especially I notice because I tend to try to do stuff in that late evening if it's like outdoors. I think it's just, it just calms him. Like, so he's just more relaxed for the evening because he, he's very hyper. So like, that's the only way to calm him down where I see him focus and take his time. And Yeah. No. And I think, I think that is just something that in this crazy go, go, go social media tech, like to be able to slow down. And sometimes I want to say to my kids, you should be bored. Go figure out a way not to be bored. Yeah. When we were kids, we didn't have, I mean, I guess we had TV, but we weren't just grabbing a phone or I know a lot of my friends' kids have video games and that's just, again, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it's just not something we have in our house and they'll be gaming for hours all day, sometimes into the night and not sleeping and and gaming. And these are younger kids. And so I love the idea of this and really, um, encouraging it and having, your, you know, um, if it's yourself or a caregiver, a dad, whoever in the mix where it becomes this bonding experience. Mm-hmm. When, one thing I was looking at my daughter, this was probably two years ago. So she was six or seven at the time. And it was, a it was a mother's day thing where they write like what I love about my mom. And so she had put on that we make chocolate chip cookies. And so I, I said that to her and all four of my kids were like, yeah, mom, that's, that's our favorite thing to do with you. And, I, and we do make chocolate chip cookies pretty often because all my friends love them. And so it's, it's my go-to for any time we go to a party, but it's what they love about it is they're cracking the egg. They're helping make the balls. And it's yeah. this moment. With also me. like sensory as well. Like, right. like the past year I've been baking with him way more than like before I was baking for him. Yeah. <laughs> now he's doing it. Now he wants to do it with me. He's like, don't yeah. do it without me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. He wants to be in there with me. I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Might be eating off the ingredients, but like, like yeah, all the chocolate chips are gone. So can you, for, for anyone who's listening and is like, I'm not really sure what STEM is. Um, and I'm not, you know, sensory. I don't, I don't really understand like the mind brain connection with sensory. Can you give a little more color to how that really helps the brain develop and anything along those lines? Yeah. So STEM, um, it stands for science, technology, engineering, math. So literally anything in that space would be considered STEM. So mixing baking soda and vinegar, that's science, watching the reaction. Yep. So 18 month old might not get the reaction, they'll just think it's cool, but as they get older, they will understand that these two things work together to cause an effect. Yeah, for example, like it, it'll, it'll evolve with age and they're gonna remember that they, they already did this. They, oh yeah, when I mix this and this, my son calls baking soda magic still, because <laughs> to him, he knows if that comes out, oh, bubbles are coming. So that's what he calls it. But I think in another year, you'll understand, or maybe two years, you'll understand that this causes this, Yes. for example. So that's what STEM is. So even math, just counting one to 10, that's, that's, a, that's STEM. That's one thing, even for me, STEM, I live in the Bay Area, so in California. So it's very, very STEM driven, right? We're out in Silicon yeah, Valley. Course, yeah. um, a lot of the parents are, are putting their kids in, you know, I remember people were in tutoring classes and TK and I'm like, what are, what are we doing here? Like, let kids be kids. Um, but STEM is really popular. There's after school STEM, they have it in the classrooms. And I know I was like, I don't really totally understand what this is, but it's really, it's, it's really anything. Any, like you said, counting. I mean, it doesn't have to be, I think people think like STEM, oh, I have to go download some kind of technology and have my kids on a computer. Building with Legos is STEM. That's engineering. Yeah. Right there. yeah. Like, yeah. like 
my son is obsessed with Legos right now and all sorts of ma magnetic tiles like that we work with. Yeah. He loves building his towers and his houses and then I'll, I'll help him to make cool design and things like that. But yeah. he's obsessed with building like that. That's like my go-to toy right now, basically. Yeah. I like to get peace sometimes, but I just want maybe to get something done. Like he, he's easily entertained by that. Age, it's a good age. Like between three and four, he started getting interested. Yeah, I tried getting them for him at like eight, two years old, but it was still too early, I think. He's still eating um, the Legos. <laughs> so you have to be a little more careful. Okay, so here's the million dollar question with Legos. How do you store them? Because I have a four and seven year old boys that absolutely love Legos. My girls actually like Legos too, but my boys are obsessed. They want to buy all of Star Wars Legos and the Super Ranger, Super Superhero, I guess, Legos. So they, you know, they, they know who they're targeting, right? So the boys yeah. are like, oh, I'm Batman. And so we'll buy the box and Legos are actually very expensive. A small yeah, box is $20 yeah. and they build it. And then two days later, everything's lost. And I'm like, you guys, come on. How yeah. do you store them? Or yeah. do you use boxes? Just plastic, clear plastic bins are the easiest thing for me. Yeah. Like the most basic looking, you just need to obviously see the size. Like I don't really segregate it by color because I don't think we have enough that I need to do that yet, but yeah. I know it's going to come soon in the next year. Just wait. Like, for the for the first couple of years, I had more of those like chunky ones. Yeah. Oh, the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's only the past six to eight months that I've been letting him buy the smaller ones because I noticed he's fine with it. So, and he and he's been more interested in those building with those and the big ones. So that's yeah. why I started getting them for him. And I found these cool magnetic tiles that like um, work with Legos. So he's like he really loves mixing them together. Oh, that's cool. Is that what what is the brand on that? Magblocks. Um, they're actually Australian, but they do ship on Amazon and their website to the US. Oh, cool. So that was like a, a cool, he liked the, I think he liked the mix of it. So yeah. it was a really cool concept for him yeah. uh, to work with them together. I like that. Okay. And what, let's move into our third and final takeaway. So yeah, the third one is, it's basically just that learning through play is fine for toddlers. A lot of people think they go to school and they need to do X, Y, Z and have like a formal curriculum and things like that. I don't really think a two-year-old gets all that personally. Um, that's why I was happy to keep them home till three. I think you send them, yes, because you need the help, you need the support, you want someone in an educated field to, to be with your child right. so for your sanity and for, for their safety as well. So I think that's fine. But I, a lot of it, what I liked about keeping him home is that it, like okay it's it's a nice feeling that like oh yeah I taught him to do that that's pretty cool like but a lot of it was just going with his lead like he likes iguanas okay we'll just learn the ABCs with iguanas like because yeah. he'll pay attention that way versus like if I just shove A B C D E he's not learning anything because he doesn't care yeah so no. it, needs, it needs to be something he likes for example and that's just if you if you're trying to do that if you're just trying to have fun with the kid that's a whole nother different thing where you don't need to worry about all these things like so like, you know, they come home from camp or something, you just want to do something fun. But when you do it, if you do it a little bit to their interests, you're going to see a whole different effect versus just shoving like a generic toy in front of them. Yeah. And I think it builds that relationship. Like now he's like, oh, what are you going to make? I'm like, oh, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? <laughs> so and it's, it's, it's a nice feeling like to be that person that he wants to do things with. Yeah. And that, I think that just goes back to this special, you know, parent or caregiver, mom or dad bonding moment with, with your child. And for me, I'm, like I said, I'm always looking for these, what can we make chocolate chip cookies? What can we do? And because I have four kids, I do feel like a lot of times I'm just wrangling people. You know, I, I work all day. And so when the day is done, they're like, mom, mom, this is what I did. Listen to me. And 
I love the idea of kind of sitting down. You know, one thing we do as a family, which, which really ties into this, we have this game. It's essentially a matching game. So we call it the face game, but it shows different children and they're all over the world. So it's been, it's been a cool opportunity to say, you know, this is representative of a person who lives in um, a certain part of Africa or um, Germany or, you know, just, and it's, it, they're um, drawings, but then you, it's, it's a memory game. So you match the faces. Okay. So we lay them all out. And the cool thing is my four-year-old, he's four now, he's, we got it for Christmas this year. So he was, you know, three and some months. And he could play too. And in fact, yeah. And in fact, we were always really shocked because he would sometimes win, which we're like, Luke, oh my gosh. I'm looking forward to that, like to be able to play board games with him. Like, I love playing that stuff. My husband does too. I think like my son's attention when we do it, like he just doesn't, like I'm I'm trying so hard. And then some days I'm like, okay, I think I need to try a different type of game. Like, yeah, I really like that bonding experience. Like I, I used to love playing that growing up. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm waiting for the moment where it clicks in him that we can this all play one, together. I bet he can play. I bet he can already play. Like I was shocked that my son could play that. My husband's really big on card games, so my kids will play card, especially the older three. They're seven, eight, and nine. Um, they'll always play with him. And you know, Luke, he he can hold his own on a lot of different games, which is shocking because he's so little. But you know, those are some things that we do. The the cookies, that matching game, um, this marshmallow toothpick thing was a really fun one. You shared a couple of your favorites. Do you have any that you feel like would be geared toward really younger kids as a best activity, or is these you know shaving cream, water beads? That's kind of all ages uh, so it is all ages if you're if it is a younger one you could kind of substitute that with something safe in the mouth like you could use whipped cream instead for example that would be a safer option if your kid has a habit of putting things in their mouth yep and, and i know the, the the coolest one for, for instead of water beads you could boil tapioca pearls um, oh, that's and you cool. get a similar effect um as yeah. water beads and then at least it's safe in case you you have like a 12 month old 15 month old where you're a little bit nervous to put any of the stuff around them yeah um, so that that's a better alternative water is obviously fine there's no issues with that right. things like that um for the younger ones and then for the older ones I think something like like for your family like water balloons would be amazing right now like to do yeah. activities with that like you could just draw something on the wall aim a target like you want to do words you want to do numbers or just just have fun with it two colors anything and they'll all bond with that for sure <laughs> so yeah I know this, I've written down. There's a lot of fun things you could do outdoors. Yeah. More than anything. anything. I love this. I've written down so many notes on ideas that I have for the kids and even things that I can give with, we have someone who watches them every day and give her kind of these lists. Because you can guide them and then they'll, they'll help you to do it as well. Like, so yeah, just a great thing. If anyone is bored, give them one of these things. I, I love that. Um, okay. We have a really quick fire round. So uh-huh. this is a chance for our audience to get to know you a little better. They're just fun questions. Are you ready to jump in? Yeah. Okay. What are you currently binging on TV? On TV? So um, I, I think our latest one that my husband and I were watching was um, right now we're watching Loot. Um, it's with uh, one of the la- ladies, Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live. I think we've been watching more light stuff because honestly, we've just been so tired by the time we get to bed. Um, yeah. my, my baby's due in like three weeks. So we're just like prepping everything like crazy right now. So we're in that final rush of everything. Yes. 
And anyone who's listening, you cannot even tell she's pregnant. The camera is more above her head, but you look fantastic for being so close to delivery. Thank you. Um, What about, what is your most recent book you've read? Most recent book? um, I'm rereading The Baby Whisperer because that's what I read with my son. Yep. That's a good one. I think Um, that's basically all that's on my brain right now because I'm like swaddling again or sleep training this that like trying to remember everything I did breastfeeding like every little so much changes too in you know every two to four years there's like major shifts in just new products and different I mean even on sleep discovering your company as well like I didn't know that existed when I had my son (laughs) yeah well it didn't right we launched in in 2019 so yeah yeah. so like all these things there's like technology changes pumps have changed this that so like yeah. You think you're not starting over, but you kind of are at the same time. You're, you're almost starting over every time. That's yeah. true. Um, what's your productivity app? Productivity. I don't really have one. So if you have a recommendation, I wouldn't mind, but everything's basically on Google calendar or in Google, basically that no, that's a productivity. Yeah. Um, we use, we use the cozy app. I'm a huge fan of that. It's, it's a family sharing app and it shows everybody's schedule especially me and my husband both work. And then we have four kids that are going everywhere. So it's really helpful for us. We can put in our grocery list there. So if somebody's running to Costco, I'm not saying I'm not texting and asking, like, it's like, Hey, I'm going to Costco. And then everybody just jumps on and puts in what they want. Um, So I I really like it and it's free. So it's it's awesome. I'd recommend that. Um, Okay. Final question. What is your go-to de-stressor? Oh, I, well, if I wasn't pregnant, a glass of wine. Yeah. (laughs) Right now, right now it's just TV or a bubble bath. <laughs> I love it. Good answers. What if people want to find you on Instagram? I'm I'm at uh, Play Bake Create on Instagram. And awesome. We're also on. I'm, I also recently started a Pinterest and TikTok account as well. Cool. But primarily on Instagram for now. So. Amazing. Go check her out and get creating. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you.